Good evening, everybody. Welcome back to But What If It's Perfect. I'm your host, Panda. And tonight we're getting a little bit somber with our talks because I think it's finally time that we discuss Harvey Weinstein. And not just Harvey Weinstein, but the epidemic as a whole. Because make no mistake, rape, sexual assault, it's an epidemic in our society. And granted, I think it always has been an epidemic. This isn't something that has just started. This is absolutely something that has always gone on. And I think it's a very positive step in the right direction that we are finally being open about it. And we are finally discussing it. And women are finally getting to the point where it's okay to talk about it because for the longest time and still currently it is frowned upon to come out and say that you were raped or sexually assaulted because frankly the men say that you're a liar men say that you are just looking for attention or you were too drunk and you made the choice they victim blame and it's not acceptable and it's not okay and it's something that needs to change in our society and it's something that hopefully will change in our society because the fact of the matter is that our our boys our girls our women our men people need to feel safe as much as possible and for rape to be as prolific and as much of an epidemic as it is, it's horribly saddening. It's frustrating. It's unacceptable. Simply unacceptable as a society. And I have to for, I have to apologize. I have to apologize because last episode I was discussing the TV series The Mist. And I didn't realize that Harvey Weinstein contributed to that TV show. So after I realized that I made that mistake. I wanted to come on air and apologize for that. I didn't realize that he had contributed. I no longer support that TV series. I stopped watching it as soon as I saw his name in the credits. The reality is that, especially on Netflix, where it lets you skip the credits, usually, uh, you don't notice it. And honestly, when credits are rolling, I don't read them. So, luckily, I was looking down when when his name flashed on the screen, and I rewinded, and (laughs) there it was. And that had to be, that was the end. That's where I stopped watching that that TV series. Which is unfortunate, because as I said, I really enjoyed the book, I really enjoyed the movie. But because he contributed to that TV show, I can no longer support it. And I, I cannot, in good conscience, ask you guys to support it. Because here's the reality, is that there are so many women who have come out and accused Harvey Weinstein, and even, and now finally, a woman who is within the statute of limitations, which, by the way, is, to me, absolute bullshit. There's no statute of limitations on murder, but there is a statute of limitations on rape. And I understand the legality of it, I understand that the murder... If somebody died, you can't just change that later on. Somebody died. They're going to remain dead. And when it comes to rape, 
it's something that over time your memory can change. It's a it's a human fact that our memories are are not the most reliable things in the world. That's why eyewitness testimony is the least reliable because our memories change. We change them in the way that we want them to change. So I get that. But when it comes to rape, I feel like there shouldn't be a statute of limitations on that. Now, it's a difficult situation for the reasons that I just mentioned. I understand why there is one. I just don't like that there is one. Put it that way. I think that's probably the best way to put it. But luckily, somebody came out who was within a statute of limitations, and hopefully he will be put away. Hopefully for a very long, long time, because what he did in a position of power, taking advantage of young women who wanted to become actresses professionally, who wanted to make money and support their livelihood, is horrifying and disgusting. And the man's a fucking pig. So please, 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 do not support anything he goes in or he contributes to. Hopefully he goes to prison, we can just, we can move on after supporting the victims as much as possible. And the worst part is that the rate at which women specifically are abused is so high. I mean, everybody, I think everybody knows somebody close to them, not just some random person, but somebody close to them who has been sexually assaulted. It's frustrating because I've I've known people, and I, I I won't name names because that's absolutely wrong, but I have been very close with, with women in my life, <laughs> and more than a few of them have told me in confidence that they were sexually assaulted, and it wasn't. It, it's horrible to say this because there are certainly tears of sexual assault, right? There are certainly tears. There, are, you know, there's there's catcalling, which I believe to be sexual assault. Uh, and there's there's touching, overclothes, underclothes, you know, there's there, there's certainly different levels. And I think the law sees it that way as well. And I've known people across all levels, literally every level. I've known somebody who has been assaulted. And it's heartbreaking. It is absolutely heartbreaking that that's what our society is, has done. Honestly, it's almost to a point that I think more women are sexually assaulted or abused. And that's this is taken this is apart from catcalling because if you include catcalling in this, I mean that's gonna be a hundred percent of women, right? Like a hundred percent. So taking out catcalling and actually just going towards the physical sexual assault, I think more women have been sexually assaulted than not. And, and that number is partly because some women don't ever say anything about it. They don't ever do anything about it because they get labeled by society, by us, if they do come out, as if they had anything to do with being sexually assaulted. And it's so disappointing. It's so disappointing. I need to take a drink.
And today, I am drinking a Malbec from Argentina, one of my favorite wines. This one in particular is not my favorite brand, but it is, Malbec is one of my favorite wines. And this one is made by Mendoza Station in Mendoza, Argentina. And I'm just going to start rating these wines because I'm not a wine connoisseur. I can't tell you what flavors really pop out. I can tell you not whether I like it and whether I would like to pair it with food. This one I think would be great with food. I think this one would be great on its own. I think overall, out of 10, I'd give this wine an 8. And let me say this. It is a $7 glass of wine, a $7 bottle of wine. It is a cheap bottle of Malbec. And when I went to the local wine store over here in Virginia, because you can't have liquor stores, God forbid. So there's a wine store. I went to the wine store. This was the cheapest Malbec that they had. And I wanted to try it. It was re recommended by one of the people who worked there. So I figured, why not? And I'll give it a solid 8 out of 10 but I do give it a full point for its price. If this were a $15 bottle, at that taste, I'd probably give it a seven, maybe even a six. But at $7, the full flavor you get and the fact that it, it can be served as a standalone or with food, I think it's a solid eight. Solid eight. Not as good as the first wine I tried here, certainly better than some of them, I have had a lot of crappy white wines so far in this on this podcast. Uh, I've had 19 Crimes was not great. Uh, the one I had last week, the Riesling, it was good. The Kung Fu Girl, it was, it was good. It wasn't great. You know, those are both... 19 Crimes is honestly... If you take out the label, it was like a 2 out of 10. You throw the label in there, it's like a 4 out of 10. And the fact that you can download that wine app and it'll have the person talking to you from the photo hey, yeah, a solid 5 out of 10 if you go through all that bullshit as a wine itself though 2 out of 10 Kung Fu Girl 4 or 5 out of 10 this one solid 8 solid 8 again Mendoza Station Malbec $7 can't beat it cannot beat it after that absolutely depressing, depressing intro. I do have some exciting news. Next week, we will be accepting our first guest onto But What If It's Perfect. I am excited to, to record with him. There, I know, will be some great stories told next week, so make sure you tune in because next week will be a laugher. Absolutely. Uh, it's me my brother. And obviously the chemistry we have beyond the podcast is really going to help, but the stories we can share are going to be great. I don't even know if we're going to get into news next week. It might just simply be stories next week. So that's what we're going to do. Uh, and the week after that, the week after that, we are going to be back to our normal schedule. I'm just kidding. The week after that, we will have another guest. The next two weeks, we're going to have two guests. You guys, this is big news. This is a big deal. Two guests the next two weeks. I'm going to save the guests for the weekend of the 18th, 19th as a secret for now. But just know 
he and I are going to, it's going to be great. We're going to be getting drunk and we're going to be talking and it's going to be a great time. Really look forward to the next two weeks. I look forward to it. I, I really hope you guys do as well. And with that out of the way, what story am I going to share this week? What story am I going to share this week? Oh, I'm not going to bore you guys with a golf story because let's be real. I love golf. I love golf so much. I have golf problems, but most people don't, especially not people my age, so I'm not going to bore you guys with golf. What I am going to share with you is the time that I went to watch the Green Bay Packers play the San Francisco 49ers in the playoffs. Playoffs? Talking about playoffs? <laughs> no, we're, we're talking about practice. Yeah, that's right. I'm fusing two absolutely iconic sports references into one there. So the San Francisco 49er game. I went with my friend Carmen. I decided I had to go watch the, the Packers in the playoffs. I had to watch Aaron Rodgers in the playoffs. I had to do it. They were uh, a season or two removed from their Super Bowl win, so the feelings on how the Packers were going to play in the playoffs were still quite high. The expectations were quite high. The downside is that we were playing fucking Colin Kaepernick, who at the time, I hated this man so much. I hated this man so much. And since then, I've, I've grown to like him, obviously. Uh, I wish I wish that he would be signed by the NFL. I don't watch the NFL either way, so it really doesn't matter that much to me personally. But uh, to me personally, and to the world as a whole, it would be really great if Kaepernick could get signed and you know, kind of have his own political opinions <laughs> and still play football when he should be playing football. It's ridiculous that uh, who was starting for the Broncos? God, Brock Osweiler? He wasn't good two or three years ago when I stopped watching. There's no way he's good now. So, ridiculous he's getting a starting job. And Kaepernick remains unsigned. Anyways, we went to this football game. And we bought the tickets. I got them for below face value. Because, <laughs> playoff tickets. Packers playoff tickets. I got them for below face value. Because the game was forecast to be below 10 degrees. Negative 10 degrees. Below negative 10 degrees with a wind chill at Lambeau Field in the playoffs. So I, I asked her, I'm like, are we going to go watch this? And she said, uh, that's really cold. I'm like, are we going to go watch this? She's like, uh, yeah, we're going to go watch this. So what do we do? I was living with my dad at the time. And <laughs> we caught a bus from north milwaukee up to green bay and i remember i for a lot of you who don't know me i used to only wear shorts in the winter i didn't own pants i didn't care about pants for this game i made sure i wore uh i believe just two pairs of pants i believe i wore a pair of jeans and a pair of track pants underneath it yep and i wore two pairs of socks pair of shoes I had on four shirts, an undershirt, a t-shirt, a sweatshirt, and then a giant sweatshirt. That was my favorite Packers Cutler shirt because, I mean, you can't go wrong with a Packers Cutler shirt. Let's be honest, Cutler threw more touchdowns for us than almost any quarterback other than Farvin Rodgers. 
Cutler was a great Packers quarterback. <laughs> so I wore my Cutler sweatshirt over everything else. I had on a, uh, a hat. I had to have a winter hat on. Definitely had a winter hat on. I think I even bought a mask. I bought a, I bought a face mask. Man, I was expecting to be so cold. I brought the face mask, and oh my god, that game was not as cold as it was forecasted to be. I think it was uh, like zero degrees at kickoff, and it, it didn't really get that much colder. But oh, man, was that freezing. I remember going in halftime, going inside Lambeau, and just trying to warm up with the masses. Just trying to warm up. and You weren't drinking beer. You weren't drinking water. Although, I'll be honest, I did drink beer. Uh, but they were passing out hot ch- or hot chocolate and coffee. That's how that's how cold it was. They were the, the Packers were passing out hot chocolate and coffee. Oh, that game! I remember sitting there and my eyelashes were frozen. There were icicles on my eyelashes, and there were icicles on her eyelashes. I'll never forget that game. I'll never forget. That was a great game to watch. It was a very exciting game. We lost. It was. Horribly depressing. We lost to Colin Kaepernick. And I just remember the game was hanging in the balance. I forget if we were tied or, or or we were winning or we needed to stop them. I forget exactly. But I just remember the 49ers had this very important drive. And Colin Kaepernick just kept on escaping out of the pocket and running for first downs. And it was the most frustrating thing. <laughs> oh, it's the most frustrating thing. I'm just glad they didn't win the Super Bowl. <laughs> but I took the bus back. And I think overall it was just a really good time. We both had a really, really good time with the trip. It was absolutely worth it to go see the Packers in the playoffs. Absolutely worth it. But that cold, that is so numbingly painful. Which I know is our opposites, but it is ridiculous how painful it is to be super cold. <laughs> and we had hand, we had those hand warmers, those hand warmers that you shoved in everywhere. Like I had them in my shoes, I had them in my hands, I had backups in my pockets. Mm. I forget what she wore. I mean, she had to be bundled up. She had to be bundled up. She never liked the cold. Never liked the cold. She had to be just completely bundled. And I remember talking with her on the, on the drive up there on the bus. Like, how crazy are we? What are we doing? And even walking to Lambeau from the bus. It was a short walk, but we were so cold. And I'm just sitting there wondering, like, what are we thinking? We think that walking to the to the stadium is cold. There's no roof on the stadium. The, the stadium we're going to be sitting down or standing the whole time. There's, there's no, like, ex- exercising. There's no avoiding it. The, the wind's going to come in. And it's going to hit you, and it's going to be fucking freezing. And it was. It was... It was not great. It was not great. Anyways, I think it's... I think it's appropriate, given the, given the fact that Kaepernick has is, is just constantly been in the news. Rogers is out, from what I understand, with a broken collarbone. How far are those two teams... I mean, the Packers are... I was in the South. Other teams have dropped. I know the Packers are still good because they have Rodgers. But when they don't have Rodgers, I mean, what they've lost a couple in a row now, three in a row. Uh, 
I can't help it. I, I was still a sports writer, and I still do check ESPN regularly because I still do enjoy baseball and basketball and soccer. Oh, my God. Peru, for love of God. Peru. Peru can make the World Cup. They just have to win. They just have to beat New Zealand. There are two games against New Zealand, one in New Zealand, one in Peru, and they just have to win. They just have to beat New Zealand, and New Zealand is not very good. Do not tell me that Peru cannot, be New, cannot beat New Zealand. Do not tell me that. Peru will beat New Zealand. They have to. Peru, my country. Those of you who don't know, I'm Peruvian. They have not made the World Cup since 1982. And in that 1982 World Cup, they made the quarterfinals. They made the quarterfinals. It's, un- it's, it's horrible. It's a horrible situation that they're in because they play in the Come Bowl, which is so much more difficult than the CONCACAF, which is fucking bullshit. It's what the United States plays for. And each league gets like five spots. But the CONCACAF, which is North American and Central America, it's just absolutely horrid. There's there's not five good teams coming from that from that league ever. Ever. So they get they get um they get five teams, but so does South America. And South America I mean just think about the five teams. Every year. These are the best teams in South America. You have Brazil, one of the best teams in the world every year. You have Argentina one of the best teams in the world every year. Those are the top two spots, guaranteed. You have Colombia, one of the best teams in the league every year. You have Uruguay, one of the best teams in the league every year. Okay, those are four teams. The fifth spot, the fifth spot has to play in the whichever team finished fifth or whatever in Oceania. This year was New Zealand. So usually South America gets five teams because the fifth best team in South America is usually better than the fifth best team in Oceania. So this year it's Peru versus New Zealand. And by the way, other than those top four, then you have Chile. Chile, one of the top ranked teams every year in FIFA. All right. That's number five. Then you have Venezuela. All right. You have Ecuador. You have Peru. Those three teams are always trying to battle it out, trying to get that fifth spot. And this year, finally, finally, Peru is in it. They have to beat New Zealand, which, man, horrible situation. Their star striker, Paulo Guerrero, has failed a drug test. He failed a drug test. He's out for the World Cup playoff versus New Zealand. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? He's our star striker and he's suspended. It's okay though. We should be okay. We're very young and we're, we're mixed. We have veterans and we have young players and it's a very good squad. They should still be able to beat New Zealand. They should still. <laughs> God, please. Please. United States isn't, isn't in it. I need a reason to watch the World Cup. Ugh. Ugh. So the, the first leg... Is September or September, November 11th, and the second leg is November 16th. Peru, don't let me down. Do not let me down. You guys, again next week our first guest. The week after that our second guest. I'm saving the second guest as a surprise right now. It's gonna be great, guys. It's gonna be great. Make sure you tune in. Thank you so much for listening this week. 
I'm sorry we had to talk about something no, so negative. And I hope you guys had fun with the little cutoff last week. I, I had some fun with that. Suddenly ending the podcast. So, I will see you guys next week with my first guest, my brother. I will see you guys soon. Have a good night. Have a great weekend.